Welcome back, constant listener. Uh, tonight on our Wednesday short, we are going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. And I will say this uh, right now: there will be severe spoilers. spoilers. Severe spoilers. We're not holding anything back. Yeah, uh, no holds barred right now. Uh, so if you guys are haven't seen the movie yet, first off, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, you something is wrong with you. You stop listening to our podcast. We don't like you. Uh, go see it, and then we'll like you again. Turn it off pretty right much now. right now. From here on out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mike, as usual. I'm Ray. Ray. And we have a special guest, Charles, with us, who is nice enough to come out. And uh, we will not let him speak or say his name or say hello. Yes. Hello. But he's I'm here. Charles. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. He's filling you in for some group. Charles. We're, uh, we're kind of doing a skeleton crew this week. That's because, you know, people have stupid families. And, and stupid plans and yeah. stupid lives. And we're here with nothing. With what's important. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, because he's worried about his stupid family on Earth, and we're talking about the universe. Yeah. These guys the saved galaxy, your even. stupid family. Yeah. You guys suck. They do. Uh, so, uh, Ray, let's uh, kick it off. Let's kick it off. Um, the whole time, I'm, uh, I, I've been excited about this film, and I've said like multiple times, I think this is going to be one of the better Marvel films that's come out and I think it really was it had a lot of heart to it it had a lot of the fun that I think they they had in the early um, Iron Man film that like the first one yeah a lot, a lot of playful humor yeah uh, intermixed with some pretty some pretty stark seriousness absolutely yeah uh, I was I went in with zero expectations I knew it was gonna be decent because Marvel usually doesn't let us down uh, and was Beyond pleasantly, pleasantly surprised, was blown away. It yeah. was. Uh, I said it was very emotional at times. Uh, I feel tears welling up. Uh, well, it, even it the just, first scene. Yeah, the first. You scene have Star out, Lord, yeah. and, and he's hanging out at the hospital, watching his mother die of cancer. Yeah, as someone last night told me, uh, I did not expect to go on a field trip. Yeah, and you did. Oh yeah, so so the first scene is just that, and Star Lord's. Um, Peter Quill his mother is you know just dying of cancer about to go gives him a present and he then her her little what are those things called the beeper thing uh, just flatlines talking about a heart monitor yeah the heart monitor just flatlines and she's dead and he's upset and runs outside and uh, gets abducted by uh, ravagers yeah so, like, the, the first few minutes of it is already tugging at your heartstrings about some Star-Lord. And they quickly they quickly switch gears to uh, fast forward of him being 26 years later. Singing. Uh, it's just, there's a running theme through the movie with uh, the mixtapes his mom made him, which he's, for 26 years, kept a, uh, a Walkman, pretty much, yeah. and listened to these songs to remind him, I guess, of his mom's community. Of home. Got a connection yeah. to Earth and everything. And just the uh, the endearing feeling with that, that you know you can just clearly see what drives Quill and that he's a basically a boy you know searching for his mom out in space yeah is uh it's it's really heartfelt and it's uh it was really impressive and, i enjoyed it and chris pratt is such a good everyman like yeah i agree that, that's definitely the kind of character you get out of star lord um and 
he's so good at it. You like him. You you want to be his friend. You want him to succeed. He's basically Han Solo of the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. I, I think he's even more. He's not. He's not as much of a scoundrel. I don't feel like as Han Solo, but it's the same archetype, I guess. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the uh, the rogue, charismatic antihero. Yeah, yeah. With the heart of gold. Um, and like in reading the comics and everything, I felt like it was pretty solid on. This was a little bit more, this was a weird mix for a Marvel film, I felt like, because it was a little bit more edgy. There were there were there was a little bit of uh, language in it, which you normally don't have in a Marvel film. Yeah, there was some pretty pretty uh, blue language. In it. Yeah, but it was a lot more. It seemed a lot more fun. I th- I think because it, it was because it was an alien universe, but it was so steeped in just current culture and yeah. uh, you know American mannerisms that. It created a fun, uh, humorous contrast that yeah. really uh, gave the movie some, uh, some to use it again, some charisma. Yeah, and I think one of the only scenes in the movie that I didn't really love, the first kind of scene bet- with uh, Gamora and Star Lord and Rocket and Groot is all. There it was getting- a little clunky. Yeah, it's they're on. They're all on the same planet. Uh, Rocket realizes that star lord is wanted he has something that gamora wants so they all get in a no holds bar like fight gamora all of them trying to beat up star lord and take star lord so rockets and Groot are trying to fight gamora to get them off star lord and everything and in the process they all get arrested by the nova Corps. um which is uh, if anyone saw the uh the long trailer that they put out the 17 minutes or anything that was that you know then they're in prison and that's where they kind of come together and everything if you will that that scene though of them fighting i like you said i felt like it was a little bit clunky it, it could have been better executed but i mean it's it was still, cool it just felt a little contrived like, like yeah once again it was kind of like when optimus prime had to fight the dinosaurs it's like oh, the 12 year olds like we gotta make them all fight they're not gonna be friends yeah but I mean that was really that was the only like I wouldn't even call it a bad part it was just not as good as the rest yeah absolutely uh, the, uh, the other thing in it I wish um, with it being such an action film and everything there was a lot there was a lot of space battling in it and not as much like hand to hand fighting combat stuff and I wish that had flip flopped I wish there would have been more of them fighting, using their powers, using, you know, guns and being badass, as opposed to, like, spaceships shooting each other a lot. Well, the, the one thing I would say that I would like more I would like more description of, because, like, with Avengers, everyone knows where Thor and Iron Man and the Hulk and Captain America stand. Yeah. But as someone who's never read or been experienced, uh, been exposed to the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like, where is everyone's power level? Because yeah. this guy's called Drax the Destroyer. He is feared among the galaxy. And... Ronan, Ronan basically treats him like him. a rag doll. Yeah. Yeah. And what's and so special about the Kree? What's so special about Ronan? And I, I think that's one of the things that this is a little bit different from the other Marvel movies because Avengers, to get to Avengers, there were three or four, uh, whether you account the Hulk movie or not, there were three or so films leading up to that to kind of build on. Like a foundation yeah. movie. And this, you didn't get that. You got that Star Wars Lord is kind of a lovable capable bumbling guy yeah um gamora is hanging out with ronan so you're like she's probably pretty legit and immediately at that fight scene you just get that there is a talking raccoon and a tree man and that's it 
Uh, and along and along, you get a little bit more for it from it, but you don't get as much backstory. I guess so. I mean, at the end, you kind of, I guess, figure out that uh, with his versatility of powers, Groot's pretty much the most powerful one of the Guardians. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird. Uh, I guess. Be, uh, I guess in a sense they're all mortal, but you know, Gamora is uh, been cybernetically enhanced and experimented on. So is uh, R- Rocket. Yeah. Uh, Rocket Peter's was just a normal guy. It's just. I, I guess I like Drax a lot. They. Uh, I think that choosing an MMA guy was uh, a good choice because of the character and how literal they are. Uh, yeah. His maybe hamminess or his lack of acting ability, if he has one. Uh, played into the character really well. Yeah, because all of the characters I felt like were were really good. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Bradley Cooper as Rocket Shine, he was great. He stole the show. Um, Vin Diesel as Groot, I don't really know if anyone cares because if you're familiar with the comic or with the movie, um, all Groot has ever said is "I am Groot." That's all he ever says, and it's it's kind uh, of a, it's kind of a Chewbacca thing where yeah. Rocket can understand what he's saying, but all he says is "I am Groot." Well, it, it's hinted in the movies that he's speaking on a on a completely different plane. Or wait, did I say in the movies? In the comics, it's hinted yeah. that he's speaking on a completely different plane, and he is a, absolutely extremely intelligent. Well, it seems like he's really rare uh, because even the collector was like, I- I've never seen a Groot before. Yeah. So it seems like he might be like an extra planar being or something just outside of the universe that doesn't he, mesh well. With him it. and Rocket are supposed to be the only ones of their kind. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that's that's um, that's kind of their 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 thing because they're together, they're buddies and everything, they're best friends. I love the relationship between those two. Well, she said you didn't realize like how actually close they are. And it's, and I always have a heart for underdogs, for ragtag teams, and these this, these guys are all both of those. That's combined. absolutely what they. Whereas the Avengers are the mightiest heroes in the world, and you've seen them in their, you know, their own movies. And Iron Man can hold his own. Captain America can. Thor can. Hulk can. These guys this, work as a unit. Yeah, yeah. These this is the group that you're like. These guys really. Um, and then it works out. Well, the thing I'm really concerned about is the fact that the whole thing we know basically wrapped around an Infinity Stone. Yeah, that that was one of the things that they kind of brought into on on this film. Everyone's the been whole cosmic thing. Yeah, everyone's been kind of hinting towards it and like, oh, the Infinity Gauntlet. It was in Thor and stuff like that. So like, that's what they're going towards. But they actually explain the Infinity Stones in this. Um, the, the Collector, um, one of the, the thing that uh, in the preview that Peter Quill, the uh, Star-Lord, is trying to get for a buyer, quote-unquote, um, turns out to be one of the Infinity Stones. And the Collector just kind of explains all of that in a little... They do quite well. Uh, yeah. I will say there was, a, there was a, a really big plot hole, which is the Collector's servant just randomly killing herself and yelling about being a slave. Yeah, I kind of came out of nowhere, but I guess he had to move the plot along in some way. I wish he would kind of had more backstory to that. Yeah, because all they were showing, like she, the stone was there. She goes after it to try to grab it, and um, when she does, she pretty much explodes. And it basically, it and it breaks exp- the collector, and then Gamora grabs the stone. Yeah, it explains that a normal person, a mortal, mortal 
cannot wield one of the stones. Which leads me to believe is what's so special about Ronan? Why is he so powerful? I guess I need to do some more research. I think Ronan, Ronan is from the Kree Empire. He's just really powerful. They, they kind of paint him as evil and a bad guy in this. In the comic universe, he's more of a... Um, it's the opposite side of a coin. Yeah, he's more of a, like, he's there to protect um, Kree and the Kree Nation. He's not, like, a leader of the Kree so much as he is the the protector. Um, so the guy, the, the top guy, the Kree intelligence, will send out to so w- would hit you, their hammer. So would you, like, I would say compare him to the Assassin in Serenity? Yeah, more so. More so something like that. Um, and he is powerful. He is very powerful. Um, so he Kree is not... Nec- huh? Are all Kree that powerful? All Kree are powerful, or not all Kree are as powerful as him. Um, because there's a lot of stuff that's going on in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that has led... Like, um, I think for a long time we thought the... the Oh, what was what were the what were the aliens that invaded on in New York? Scry? No. Scroll. No. no, in New York on the Avengers. It's called like the Scry or the uh, Scroll. Shatari. Oh, yeah, the Shatari. Um, there were a lot of people on the internet that thought the Shatari were going to actually be the Kree, uh, because they knew Ronan was going to be in this film, and maybe they were going to the Shatari were going to be a thing instead of the Kree. Um, but in the end of Agents of Shield, I believe that one of the they found something that I think was a Cree. So that's going to link, you know, it, quote unquote, it's all connected. Well, from what I understand and what I can gather is they're going to have Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, they're going to have another Guardians movie, mm-hmm. and they're going to have Avengers 3, which is probably going to be the Avengers Infinity and the Guardians Gauntlet. team up to fight Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Because as of right now, we've had, th- is it three gems? Because there was one in Thor Four. 2, there was one, the Tess- Captain Tesseract. America was the first one. The tesseract. Is it tesseract, uh, tesseract. Infinity Stone? Yeah, they're they're all Infinity Stones. The Aether. Yeah, the Aether. And then, and then the one in, uh, Loki's staff. Or that is was that the tesseract. tesseract? Okay. So, so what was three. the third one? Oh, the third one's the one in Guardians. Guardians. Okay. So, and there's so, six of them. Yes. Yeah. We still have. I don't know if Ant Man or Doctor Strange are going to tie into this as much, so they'll have an Infinity Jump. But by that point, by the time of Avengers three, um, I think we will have. I, I personally think that. Because the all the all the st- all the gems you have the power gem, the mind gem, the soul gem, the reality gem, the time gem, and space, space gem. So I I don't know what movie. three those are that were in the movies, but I think the soul gem is going to be the one that's going to be in Avengers two because we're getting Vision and Ultron who are both essentially living robots. Well, uh, I think the soul. Was the thing that concerns Maybe. me is, and it's not it's how they're going to do it. Is tight, uh, Thanos is already the most powerful being in the universe, and he's well from yeah. the description well, in, this, in, the, yeah. in the movies so yep. far, and he is going to have the Infinity Gauntlet. And he's powerful enough to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. So, I, how can the Guardians and, and the Avengers and Doctor him? Strange and Ant Man and whoever yeah. else they bring how in at they that stand time? Up to I don't know. I don't know. And Why I mean, is he coming after Earth? Well, I think he's going to come after Earth, and the, uh, because in um, there have been hints. That in Avengers 2, they're going to have to send Hulk to space. Uh. So they think that Hulk is going to meet up with the Guardians in Guardians 2. And that there's going to have to be a um, bring Hulk back to Earth. Which also brings Thanos to Earth. Which there are already Infinity Gems on Earth. 
So that's the way everyone's hi- hypothesizing that this will all work out. And I'm assuming Nova Prime is probably going to be demolished. Um, Nova, maybe there, there may be some other. Um, there were some hints that Nova and someone else, I can't remember who, were going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Actual Nova, because th- there's an actual character in the Marvel Universe called Nova. Nova, Nova Corps is essentially the Green Lantern Corps of the Marvel Universe. They're space police. It's essentially. Well, I thought it was just for like this this particular culture. It, it's actually in in comic universe. It's kind of just space police in general, mm. all over. Um, and there's actually a character that for a long time has been in Marvel universe before they introduced that the Nova Corps was actually a thing called Nova. So I mean, he's the leader of the Nova Corps. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, the, the ones lately, um, Richard Ryder, and there's another one I can't remember his name. He's a younger kid. And they've been having him in things like uh, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon and stuff mm. like that. Huh. Um, and they're just regular dudes in the Nova Corps. But they're kind of, I guess they're the ones that are in, on Earth. Mm-hmm. So um, that's supposed to be the thing that comes up in Guardians 2. But I assume probably in that the Nova Corps will be destroyed and there will only be one or two Nova left. Well, a good chunk of them were destroyed in Guardians. And Guardians, yeah. Um, Ronan, I thought, was a formidable villain. Um, and again, just kind of a sort of a lackey of Thanos, but decided he didn't want just that and was going to come after Thanos after he got what he wanted, which was to destroy the planet that the Novas Xandar. were Yeah, Xandar. Um, what was the guy's name that was like... Uh, I keep forgetting his name. That was um, Peter... Yondo. Yeah, Yondo. Yondu. Yondu, my bad. I haven't... Either I just skipped over him in the comics and didn't notice him. I didn't love his character. Um, he was played by the guy that plays Merle in Walking Michael Dead. Rooker. Yeah. And it essentially, to me, was just a Merle in space. But I didn't love um, that character. I think a lot of other people really dug him. But I, I just wasn't into... I didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. Uh, you probably could have went the entire movie without his character. That's, that's what I felt like. I did like... Um, there were a lot of hints in the movie of Star-Lord's dad... Yeah, and the fact that they called him Star Prince is kind of uh, foreshadowing, I guess. Yeah, and his mom, when she was um, being like, they kind of acted like she was having a pure lie. Yeah, she was having a uh, a delusion or a hallucination. Yeah, but if you've read the comics, you know that his dad is an actual like he's over a good chunk of uh, the the galaxy. He has his own like area, and he's feared. Like the Shi'ar, the Kree, and all of those guys, like, fear him. It was Jason, right? I can't remember. Um, I've actually only just recently started reading the Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Well, how powerful recent. is he? Because, uh, I mean, the way they made it sound in the movie was that like, uh, he's half something super badass and ancient. That Star Lord is, yeah, yeah. He, it's one of the oldest civilizations in Marvel Universe. It's one of the largest. Um, they, you always talk about the Scroll. You always talk about the Kree. You always talk about the Shi'ar in Marvel. Um, and then there's a few other ones like the Brood will get thrown into things, which they're like an insect, um, kind of, yeah, uh, kind of animal that just destroy everything. 
Um, some of the things from Asgard will get thrown into it. Odin, definitely, for sure. Um, and then his dad. And it's, as far as I know, it's a relatively newer concept of his dad being it. Because mm-hmm. they've been building Star-Lord up for a couple of years because this was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so he's a much bigger player in the Marvel Universe than he was for a long time. Um, which I'm okay with because these are good characters. Um, and when Marvel decides to do this kind of stuff, they kind of put their, their better riders on things mm-hmm. and things get better. So um, what were some of your favorite things in this? Uh, scenes or aspects? or well, I, said, I, I, like, I like Drax a lot. Uh, he's a really good character. I wish uh, we got a little bit more Drax. Yeah, everyone had a very compelling story. And I'm looking forward to hearing more, or having more of that story. I I agree with that. I, I thought the makeup was amazing. Yes, uh, like Nebula looked so cool. Uh, Thanos. Thanos, we haven't even yeah. talked about Thanos yet. Thanos looks badass. He looks like I mean, he's a titan. You yeah, know, he's somebody you don't want to. And just the idea, which I thought was so cool. Uh, the idea that nowhere is the inside of an ancient cosmic being, like the idea yeah. of, of, of you know, creatures before the universe was created, like like Cthulhu and all that stuff. That really kind of just you love that. I love it a lot. It's something darker and sinister and, and more powerful than anything you've ever experienced before. I thought that was uh, hints to that are always super cool. Kind of like the uh, space jockey corpse in Alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really awesome. Uh, just like. Even the end where, you know, they're all, you know, holding each other up, you know, and supporting the power of the Infinity Stone was one of the coolest scenes. And, you know, he looks over and Gamora's like, grab my hand. And it's, you know, he sees his mom. It's just, it was just very, very powerful, very touching. And it just, you like, I wanted to stand up and clap. It was just, and I rarely feel that way about a movie. I'm usually pretty cynical, even though I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, It was just... I can't say enough how good it was. Yeah, it was really good. I I definitely think it's in the top three Marvel films that they've done at all. Um, I really liked Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, and that was much more of a serious film, but these two like battle for the top spot right now. For me, it's probably Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, Iron Man 1, and Guardians for me. Yeah, I think, it w- I, think I would say Guardians Cap 1, 2, somewhere in there, Cap 2. Uh, Iron Man uh, 1, number yeah. 3. Because I, I saw the Avengers again. I'm like, ah, that's pretty good. But uh, I thought it was really good. But Iron Man is just one thing. Like, maybe once every six months I watch Iron Man. Yeah, it, and it's still great. Um, I remember a couple of months ago I let Allison watch uh, 1 and 2 because she had never seen them. I'm sorry I don't let her watch 2. But um, 2 is not as it. bad as everyone says. It's not. It's, it's kind of just fun to poke at. Yeah. But uh, Guardians was fabulous. If you haven't seen it yet... The amount of negative reviews on this, or it, it has some. It's number. Last time I checked, it's number forty-one on IMDb already, um, and it had like a ninety-two percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, which is uh, for yeah, still at ninety-one percent, no, ninety-two percent. Yeah. So I mean, something. I mean, there are so few movies that have that much staying power after the first, the first uh, weekend. I mean, looking at Dawn of the Planet of the Apes just recently, uh, I think. Maybe uh, God, what was the other movie that just came out that got huge ratings? Lucy, uh, not Lucy. Uh, God, boy, Lucy doesn't have is. great ratings. Hercules. Hercules. It's like sixty-one percent. No, it was uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Got really oh, yeah. good reviews as well. 
Oh, I forgot that came out. I want to see that. Yeah, there's actually a lot of good movies. Even Days of Future Past is, is rated in the 90s. Yeah, that's true. Apparently this was a hell of a good summer. Yeah. So let's talk real quick. Um, the end scenes. We always have good end scenes from <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. And this one had some really good Easter eggs in it. Because, um, number one, uh, we got the Easter egg, the um, Adam Warlock's cocoon. And I, I want to talk about Adam Warlock for a little bit because when Guardians of the Galaxy was announced, I, I sat in my chair, I read the news, and I said, never in my life did I think I would get to see a film with Adam Warlock in it. And already by that point, we knew that the Infinity Gems were a thing that were mm-hmm. going on. Um, but then they started doing all the announcements, all the people that were in the film and everything, no Adam Warlock. But they plucked that in there. And it looks like in the end scene that the cocoon is open. So, like, maybe we're going to get Adam Warlock in Guardians 2. Which I feel like is essential if we're going to have Infinity Gauntlet. You have to have Adam Warlock in there. Um, another, uh, Cosmo the Dog. Cosmo the dog, yes. Everyone thought that Nathan Fillion was going to be Cosmo the dog. Uh, he wasn't. But Cosmo the dog was there. He didn't talk telepathically in Russian, unfortunately. Uh, but he was in there. And he made two appearances. And that was awesome. And the final scene, um, the collector sitting in his area that has been blown up. And Cosmo comes up to him and licks him. And sitting on a shelf or something. <laughs> He's sitting in a display box. In a display box. Howard the Duck says... Yes. Howard the fucking Duck. Says, yes. why do you let him lick your face like that? Or some, something like that. I wouldn't let him lick my face like that. Just drinking a drink. Some kind of drink. Some kind of cocktail. Um, and this is also funny because um, Howard the Duck came out on April or August 1st when it came out. Um, so I don't know if that's just a nod or whatever. The, apparently, the creators of Howard the Duck, I, I don't have in front of me who the, those people are, but were in the film um, as extras and everything. And that's just, unless I missed it and just didn't stay long enough, that was the only in-scene credit. Was there another one that we, we no, missed? No, it ended after that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because um, normally, sometimes Marvel movies will have two in-credit, you know, in-credit, then a mid-credit. Yeah. But that was the only one they had. And that had been leaked already that Howard the Duck was going to be in it. But I assumed, like I think a lot of other people did, that Howard the Duck was going to be in the background. Well, Nathan Fillion was supposed to have a cameo. I never saw him. He did. He was the voice for the prisoner at the beginning where uh, Groot stuck his fingers through his nose. Oh, that was Nathan Fillion? That was supposed to be Nathan Fillion. Oh, because um, they had uh, they had mentioned that he was going to be in, and everyone said, "Oh, Cosmo," and then everyone said, "Oh, Nova," and he said, "No, I'm I'm just a very minor character." Well, he was a really minor character. All in all, um, this is a great film. This is a great day for nerd culture and comic books. Go see it. Go support this because this this is one you need to support. So we get more stuff like this. Now, where do you think Marvel goes with this? Because how you were saying with. Guardians, there was no buildup at all, except for their marketing to it. Yeah, and everything else they pushed hard. Yeah, with their other series of movies, and then you had the Avengers, and 
Well, and and I feel like the this film, with it being such an ensemble and everything, um, they could do that with the uh, with the Avengers. Iron Man's a strong enough character to have his own film. Well, I mean, regardless of that, I mean, but where do you think Marvel can go now? Because they had no oh, backstory yeah. with yeah. the Guardians. They yeah. just gave you the hints in the movie. And it's so huge. Like, they, they threw out a talking raccoon and a tree person, and it's huge. People love it. People love Groot. I was on Reddit earlier um, looking at stuff and just pictures in the Marvel Reddit, and there are so many pictures of people with a white potted plant and a stick in it um, which if, if you've ever seen the films or, or seen the comics or anything or if you saw the film um, all the time uh, Groot will get destroyed, Rocket will get a piece of him and put him in a pot and he'll grow, grow him back. back that's just mind blowing to me that people are so in love with these weird obscure characters so I think at this point they're still doing quality the bubble hasn't popped on nerd films and comic book films. They're still doing quality. They can go anywhere from here. Because I thought the first Thor film was a big milestone. Like that that first because it's not the norm. Yeah, it was weird. And now they have um, Ant Man that's going to be coming out and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was the other one that was like, if Guardians doesn't do well, Doctor Strange will not do well. But since Guardians has and it may be on track to beat what Captain America 2 had done box yeah. office yeah like I said where does Marvel go from what could they, they possibly they do? Can do they can essentially do anything because I mean they could do a Black Panther yeah what do you which, think which Namor would be hint- good they've been hinting at they still don't own the rights to Namor that's I don't right believe. Universal yeah um but there, I think I, I honestly think they're on track to doing Inhumans. I think which would if Guardians did this, yeah, they could just market the Inhumans, and that could be that could be the next Guardians easily. Yeah, um, because those are again obscure characters that they have started building up in the comic book world. So us nerds that read comic books all the time are learning more about the Inhumans if we didn't already know it. Um, and they're playing major roles in Marvel Comics. And, you know, it's going to be five or six years before they get to that stuff. They have time to do that and yeah. throw that stuff out. And everyone, I think everyone's going to eat it up. So, yeah. I, yeah, I think this, this, was, this was the litmus test to see what could actually happen. And so far, it's... Every, it knocked out of the park. Yeah, everyone's loved it. Mike, you got anything to add? Uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah, uh, it got was to. Uh, it yeah, was amazing, and it just makes me excited for uh, what's in the future. Yeah. God, how we'll have to wait so long. I, I'm actually like I tease me and Allison went to see it on Friday, and then Saturday we, we had a two movie weekend. We do that every now and then because it's ridiculous. Uh, we went and saw Lucy, but like I teased with her, we should go see Guardians again, and we both kind of. Had like, that? Maybe uh, we should. Well, I was there. Yeah, may, maybe uh, we'll we'll do this. But neither one of us would have been upset. That's another thing to bring up. Uh, my wife has been so Allison. I mean, she's been on the podcast, so I talk about her all the time. She knows I'm into comic books. She reads some every now and then with me. She, um, but uh, she was so against the idea of a talking raccoon. She thought that was so stupid. Every trailer that I showed her she was like I don't know about this I don't know if I can go see this with you I'm not sure about it she probably loved it she loved it she loved it and there was there was a little scene at the end 
Um, Groot gets destroyed. They get a piece of him. They're growing him. There is a longer than it should be, but is still perfect scene where Groot is growing in a pot. So he's tiny. Uh, Drax the Destroyer is sitting in the corner, sharpening and cleaning his blade. And some, I don't remember what song, one of Star-Lord's 70s songs is playing and the Groot stick is dancing. Yes. And it's for a very long time. How about a minute straight? It's probably a full minute scene. He's dancing, and then all of a sudden Drax looks over and he stops and just <laughs> is a stick. <laughs> and then Drax goes to sharpening and cleaning his blade again, and he starts dancing again. And it's it's like that awkward scene in Avengers at the end where they're just sitting eating the sandwiches. Oh, gosh. And it's just like that. And it was so good. I was like, man, I should hate this, but I love it. I'm loving this. That's the way the whole film is. There's parts of it that you're like, I should hate this, but I love it. It's so good. It's got so much heart, guys. The last thing I've got to ask is, what did y'all think of the time that he was in there as Brolin as Thanos? Oh, no. no I, I'm sold now. What did now. y'all think? I'm sold. He was very good. His voice was great. You could tell it was Josh Brolin. Uh, the face even, Thanos even kind of looked like Josh Brolin. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. Uh, and Had the chin. The chin yeah. was spot on because yeah. that's important for Thanos. Uh, the coloring, eh, whatever. I don't care. The armor... This is an update to his armor that's been around since, what, the 70s? And it looks good. It looks Did it good. look like the Thanos Rising? I I haven't actually read that one. Okay. Yeah. It may be similar, similar to that. It may be. It's it's more like pieces to it. It's kind of like um, Batman's uh, Dark Knight outfit. It, I was it, actually it was thinking it looked bigger. more like Sauron. It's very segmented. Yeah, I would say it was Sauron. Yeah. But, yeah, very segmented. It looks good. And he looks good. Um, I can't remember. Uh, is it the Black... Not the Black Hand. The Black death or whatever his people that are like his disciples one of those dudes is in it too and i can't remember his name for the life of me um even though i just read infinity and he's a big part in it yeah thanos i'm sold josh brolin's got that he's killing it uh yeah even even old uh old vin diesel as i am groot killed it that that was probably the easiest paycheck he's ever had go watch Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, if you haven't rated us on iTunes, it helps us out. Go give us a five-star rating. That's the only one you can actually give us and make a comment about us. Uh, like us on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash nerds who get laid. You can go to our website, nerds who get laid sometime. No, nerds, nerds, who nerds who get, get laid. laid.com. Somet- we also own nerds who get laid sometimes.com, so you can go there if you want to. You can You'll also be the like only us one. at uh, facebook.com slash infinity convention. Yeah, also go like infinity convention. Sign up for the email list so we can send you things to let you know about infinity convention. It's on our Facebook page. And thank you guys for listening again thank to you us guys ramble thank you Charles about. For, uh, Thanks for coming out, Charles. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for letting us spoil the whole entire movie for you. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to see it regardless. I don't oh, care. yeah. I, I might go see it again. Yeah, thank you guys and good night. Have a good night. night.